0: If you enjoy these podcasts, check out Enrico Signoretti's reports and blogs on gigaohm.com. They're about data storage and cloud computing, addressing all the topics covered in Voices in Data Storage.
1: Welcome to a new episode of Voices in Data Storage, brought to you by Giga. I'm your host, Enrique Signoretti, and today we will talk about NVMe and why it is so important for the storage industry, what it brings uh, to the table, how to take advantage of it, its role in the next generation's shared storage architecture designs, and, and what we can expect from it uh, in the next uh, 12, 18 months. To help me with uh, this task, I asked Chad Kenney, VP of Product and Solution at Pure, to join me today. His company is market leader in enterprise storage, and in its role, he has access both to end users and engineering teams at Pure.
0: Hi, Chad, how are you today? I'm doing great, Enrico. Thank you so much for having me here today.
1: So I don't think that uh, anybody needs to uh, a presentation about Pure, uh, but uh, maybe just for the few listeners that don't know you or your company, we can start with uh, with it.
0: Awesome. So uh, my name is Chad Kinney. I head up uh, product and solutions here at Pure Storage, but I've had a bunch of uh, you know titles here at uh, Pure over the seven years that I've been here from CTO of Americas to uh, Chief Flash Geek, which is one of my favorite titles here. That'll tell you how early I started in, in the company. Um, our mission is effectively to change the customer experience overall with innovation uh, and enable innovators to change the world with data, which sounds like a, kind of a crazy uh, mission, but uh, it's a lot of fun to be part of. I'd say at the end of the day, we um, you know provide a bunch of different solutions that are all flash storage, both on prem and also hybrid. We do a bunch of cloud data management and fun stuff to add business value to customers and uh, reduce costs.
1: Very great. So uh, let's start then. NVMe. Uh,
0: we can start with the basic definition. What what is NVMe? So NVMe uh, stands for Non-Volatile Memory Express. Uh, What it is, is it's a highly optimized interface specification and also storage protocol for next generation solid state devices. And this came into play to kind of uh, get rid of the old SCSI that was developed way back in the day, kind of in the 80s and 90s time frame. Uh, on disk-based architecture and really to optimize the protocol stack to be able to support these next-generation devices, which were all-flash media. And this would help uh, you know, really bring in this new world of all-flash and new world of performance and lower latency. Um, okay, but uh, why is it so important for the storage industry? So if you look at uh, you know the, the industry as a whole, we we started off kind of in a, a disk based architecture for the most part. Everything was very SCSI based, and it was attached either be a uh, a networking infrastructure or just internally within the system. Uh, this evolution occurred relatively quickly, where we transitioned to flash. I think faster than what most people expected. Uh, and so what what happened at the beginning was you know disk drives were pulled out and flash was put in. Uh, and everyone just kind of for quick replacement kept with the same SCSI uh, interfaces uh, that they use with disk drives. As things progressed and Flash became more predominant in the data center, there was a much bigger focus on figuring out how we optimize the stack to be able to truly leverage the capabilities of these devices because SCSI became an inherent bottleneck uh, within the system. And so why it's so important to the storage industry is it's finally kind of taking away the old and bringing in the new uh, of this all-flash arena. So uh, most, of
1: the, most of the advantages come from latency and uh, parallelism that this interface uh, has compared to the old uh, SCSI. Do we have numbers
0: to understand what it really means? Yeah, and I think what, what it's an interesting way to look at it is, um, and, and kind of the, the comparisons are, are tough to sometimes discern. I like to use analogies for a lot of stuff, but to give you kind of high level numbers and, and the reason why this became a big bottleneck if you look at SCSI, it came in a couple different form factors. You have SAS and SATA. Um, SATA had a single queue uh, with 32 commands for that one queue. And then uh, SAS had a little bit more, 254 commands for that single queue. And now in a disk world, a single queue was uh, you know, not a bad thing for it to, to be able to handle. Um, but if you look at this world, imagine quickly you're going to a grocery store and you have a, uh, a single teller who's checking people out. Now, when 40 people are shopping at that grocery store, it's not a big deal because not everybody checks out at the exact same time. So if the teller can check out 32 people, let's say, on a single line, like in a normal SATA environment, uh, it makes it pretty easy for them to be able to handle the workload. Applications, though, have transitioned dramatically into much more concurrency, much more parallelism, and the density of applications has increased dramatically with the density of NAND. And so now imagine if 400,000 people show up to that same grocery store, Uh, that single teller is in trouble and not able to be able to handle the workload. And so the only way to handle it is to add more and more tellers to be able to check people out. And this was fundamentally what happened with disk back in the day where you were spindle bound. And so NVMe actually brought in a completely new queuing methodology that was much more (laughs) attuned to Flash as a whole. It went from instead of one queue, it went up to 64,000 queues. And within each of those queues, instead of having 32 or 254 commands within that queue, you can have up to 64,000 commands per those 64,000 queues. It may sound like a lot, but um, today, you know, we're opening up this new protocol, which will hopefully last for many, many, many years, and with new kind of multi-core processing systems, this becomes incredibly important to be able to uh, enable this new level of concurrency and parallelism.
1: That's incredible, in fact. And what about latency? So what, what the the the
0: reduction of the stack brings to to the table great question so you know latency actually has a a bigger and broader impact both internal within the systems as well as over the network infrastructure let's start a little bit on the network so you reduce the latency quite dramatically by reducing the overhead of the protocol stack and you'll see even more so with like rdma and such which we can talk about later Inside the array with more queues, you can satisfy the workload incredibly faster, uh, and so you're enabled to uh, reduce the latency to access those devices itself. And then over the network, the concurrency and parallelism allows you to be able to use more network utilization uh, and more bandwidth, which pushes more data over the network as well.
1: Did NVMe change in the way you are designing your system? I mean, you, you had uh, this transition last year, so introducing NVMe in the back-end. Uh, so maybe your engineers had to, to do something on that regard to to take full advantage of NVMe.
0: Yeah, so when we looked at this, we're trying to figure out what actually gives the best benefits to to customers, right? And so you really have two different areas that you can focus in on from an engineering perspective. You have the internals within the array, and you kind of have the externals within the array that uh, you can optimize for. Internal within the array, there's actually a whole bunch of things to do. Remember back in the day, you took these legacy SCSI devices out connected via SAS or SATA and then put in these SSDs instead of disk. Um, and you got some performance boost, but it wasn't really a whole bunch in comparison to what you could get out of it if you were accessing it in a much more native form factor. And so in our engineering teams, we focused a lot of our efforts on optimizing the internals within the system first. We actually built our own you know, kind of SSDs that um, were much more attuned to the access patterns of what we would do in software um, and we took the intelligence that was usually inside these devices and moved it into software in the controller pair so we could much more globally manage things. Uh, this actually added in not only concurrency, but reduced latency. We actually we saw about a 4x increase in performance just by swapping out some of these things, both in VME and optimizing the software to be able to take on the parallelism concurrency. Um, and, and then from the external network side of things, it's all about integration within the stack and, and trying out new different protocols to be able to bring new benefits to customers, whether it's RDMA or NVMe over fiber channel or the likes. So
1: you, you mentioned that you designed your own uh, uh, SSD module, but uh, in, in general terms, um, if we look at the entire industry, do you think that old NVMe is also contributing to this new form factors that are surfacing, I mean, the rulers and all the other fancy stuff that uh, you know, now we can put in our arrays on, or even in the servers.
0: So I think that uh, you're, you're finding now that everyone's re-looking at the way that we used to define a storage device both in protocol stack and also in form factor. If you were to open up a two and a half inch SSD, you'd find a truckload of just empty space in it. And I think people started to realize quickly that there's really no point in continuing to keep that same form factor um, just because it existed uh, in the past. And this became even more important as you started to look at mobile devices and like your laptops of today are so skinny and thin that you couldn't just do a two and a half inch form factor uh, in those devices and it wasted a lot of space. So you started to get into a world where not only did you get more optimized in the protocol stack, you actually started to embed things much, much closer to the CPU right on the PCI bus, which was really where NVMe was, was focusing a lot of their efforts. And so new form factors such as like the M.2 came about where you were able to take a much more small form factor device and put it into a system, but get you know, direct on motherboard access to that device. And so this was great, but if you look at the bigger space, like in the bigger data center side of the world, they also realized that the two and a half inch form factor was, was also not the most dense solution to play out. And so you saw a lot of solutions with um, you know, the Intel ruler as an example, where they went for a different form factor so they could get much higher density and be able to populate a system uh, with more and more devices. And as NAND densities increased, to obviously get the density of performance as well. Uh, and, and you're seeing a lot of new conventions that come out there, um, like the uh, EDSFF um, so, uh, team that's working on some of these. They're coming out with really innovative solutions to be able to come up with high and higher densities.
1: Yeah, in fact, uh, as you said uh, earlier, the, the fact that you have all this parallelism, at the end of the day, allows you to, to build denser um, systems, denser devices, you mentioned the uh, network a couple of times, uh, and this is, I think, is, is a very good uh, moment to, to, to change a little bit the topic and not talking about NVMe as a device, as a protocol, but actually add uh, over fabric on, on top of it. Okay. Uh, so if we look not only at the device or the internals of the array, but actually we look at the network, at, uh, at the storage network, okay, we have NVMe over fabric. Uh, what is the difference between NBME and NVMe over fabric?
0: So uh, NBME uh, was was very focused on kind of the the. Um Interface of the device and the protocol stack to interface with those devices. What NVMe over Fabrics does is really just extend that over a networking fabric. And so if you think about it, uh, what it was doing is it was optimizing the E part of NVMe was optimizing for PCI Express. And so it was really focused on taking a much more efficient mechanism of accessing that to a CPU. Now, over a networking infrastructure, there was opportunities to do PCI networking, but it wouldn't go very far, and it was pretty limiting in its scale. Uh, And so what NVMe over Fabrics does is now allow you to be able to scale uh, a PCI-like connection over a networking infrastructure to get all the benefits of NVMe all the way out to the host now. And so instead of using that device locally in server and getting the NVMe benefits, you can now do that over an expanded network infrastructure. And it comes in a bunch of different form factors, um, but effectively, you're using NVMe over that networking infrastructure. And there's some benefits to doing one versus the other. Um, but people are really, truly looking to be able to scale out that, those PCI connections over a networking infrastructure. And if you look at why, you've got multi-core pro, uh, processors, you know, much faster network uh, that, that you've ever had in the past and so being able to scale those networking cores directly out to the, uh, the storage media itself enables that higher level of uh, parallelism and concurrency even further than what you'd get in a single system
1: so from um, at least from the perspective of uh, pure okay what is the difference uh, between uh, a um, fiber channel uh, based network and uh, nvme of uh, based network
0: so there's a, first and foremost, fiber channel has been kind of known as the uh, you know lowest latency enterprise wide kind of mission critical application solution, and, and it's done so because it has very low overhead in the way that it transports data between those two devices. But again, it's been held to the traditional scuzzy protocols of the past. Uh, what NVMe does is again takes that new you know queuing methodology and concurrency. Uh, and then applies it over multiple different types of networking infrastructure, some of which are even more optimized than what fiber channel would, would be. Uh, and uh, as an example, um, you know, we decided early on to go with uh, RDMA over converged Ethernet, which was enabling a, a, a converged Ethernet adapter effectively to do RDMA transfers between the host and the endpoint device, which would uh, and this allowed for increased amount of optimizations to a point where we see even about a, you know, twenty five percent or thirty percent boost uh, in performance in comparison to fiber channel, which was kind of the industry leading low latency solution. But to get you know twenty five percent or or thirty percent better latency in comparison to fiber channel was a really big win for us, and shows you how truly optimized this protocol stack is. Not to mention the concurrency that you get within the software stack as well.
1: And somehow NVMe. And over Fabric uh, uh, brings the best of both worlds. I mean, uh, very high performance like uh, DAS or internal storage with the flexibility of uh, a storage a on network. So do you see NVMe uh, over Fabric more suitable for bare metal scale-out clusters like big data, HPC application, or, uh, or m- more as a new faster option to build in traditional suns?
0: I'd say all of the above, um, and, and it's kind of interesting. It's 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 going to be a transition that happens in multiple different phases, and you know my theory is is that the areas that uh, already today use um, you know very heavy. Um, you know, faster networking infrastructures, especially around Ethernet, in in particular, uh, and uh, which which you find in a lot of these bare metal scale out environments, they were going after um, a very low latency result, and that was why they decided to put devices in their server. And so you saw a lot of like Fusion I O and Veridian cards originally kind of played in this particular space. And this was getting a PCI based flash device in server, super low latency, and you could really tune the application to it. The unfortunate part to that particular type of solution is that it was highly inefficient, meaning that you would have uh, applications that have different amounts of CPU and uh, and, um, capacity, and so you would end up with stranded CPU or capacity all over the place. And so people were willing to pay for it back in the day, but as they continued to kind of consolidate multiple applications, they were looking for better efficiency. You look at kind of whatever our hyperscaler friends did out there they you know started off in web scale very similar to what people were doing initially with these scale-out applications and then longer term they started to disaggregate and they disaggregated due to the efficiencies they could gain and so for us we first see phase one of this kind of falling into more of the ethernet realm uh, meaning that those bare metal servers typically are connected via ethernet they're running linux for most most of them which already has a decently ratified driver uh for nvme Uh, and so we you know we chose at least initially to go with rdma over converged ethernet because it gave huge benefits around efficiency not to mention about a 25 percent offload for cpu to reduce the io stack Uh, and so that kind of i believe is going to be phase one you'll find more of the bare metal servers fall into this arena and there's some huge benefits we saw with You know, MongoDB, MariaDB and Cassandra, you know, between 30 and 50 percent more transactions per second, even comparative to a local attached uh, SaaS SSD. But I think phase two is going to play out more in the traditional space where, you know, VMware, I think, will lead this as soon as they become uh, supportive of NVMe over fiber channel in particular. uh, I think the industry will shift dramatically to start taking on advancements within this protocol stack.
1: Okay, so uh, let's say that the early adopters are a usual web scaler, so large infrastructure, and uh, um, immediately after that, we will see an adoption also with uh, enterprises with more traditional protocols, I mean, also more traditional networks in the storage, like FC, for example. And uh, do you have uh, any TCO comparison for uh, a pure storage array uh, with NVMe, over fabric against dust, or is just uh, a, a matter of uh, uh, perception. I mean, uh, I, um, we we can all uh, think about the duplication, compression, uh, the fact that uh, every volume is thin, provisioned. So if you give to a bare metal server or something like that, it's better than having a pile of hard drives or SSDs uh, installed in the system. Because at the end, the dollar per gigabyte right, maybe uh, is even better for the for the shared array, the array than, than for the internal drives but uh, do you have uh, any information from the field, measured on the field?
0: I mean... Yeah, so where we're seeing actually the most um, uh, you know advancement in this particular space is more around software as a service solution. So we've been doing really well in, in kind of the cloud-based solutions because people are looking for you know deep uh, innovation into new ways of um, uh, deploying in a highly efficient manner. And so an example is imagine if you were deploying on a two-rack unit server as an a, a, and you did this because you wanted to actually have many drives or many PCI slots, let's say within that server. Um, we are seeing people to be able to consolidate down to smaller and smaller servers and even be able to put these on blades instead of rack mounted servers which they were never really able to do in the past because they couldn't get those you know super fast drives directly into server we're also seeing that yeah and so so in that arena we see about a you know four if not more times um cpu density per rack that people are able to achieve with disaggregation We do see about a 25% CPU offload with RDMA. So this gives a lot of CPU back to the application, not to mention that uh, you can can further consolidate the amount of density that you have within that rack. Now, from a capacity front, this is where things get really interesting. So we see some some, uh, applications out there where they really only need two to four uh, servers worth of CPU, but they're running across 50 servers because of capacity. So this was that whole stranded CPU capacity versus, uh, um, you know, uh, CPU here. Uh, And so we're seeing somewhat that are nuts uh, from 4 to 20 times consolidation of capacity that's being provisioned. Um, And so being able to do, let's say, a top rack flash solution becomes a massive benefit because you can consolidate down CPU a huge amount, you know, 20x in some cases, um, because you were really scaling nodes by capacity. And then from a performance perspective, we're actually seeing benefits where between 30 and 50 percent faster transactions per second. This is due to the nature that as nodes scale, they become less and less performant within that application because there's more replica sets and the like. And if I distill all of these things down together, it's it's really kind of performance benefits that customers get are really around, you know, DAS latency and NVMe concurrency, but a lot of it's really around consistency of performance. And so the business impact of that's huge to be able to spin up new instances, we are snapshot technology, or just to get consistent performance just as a whole.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's, you know, the numbers are impressive. And you didn't mention, for example, power consumption, because the you are consolidating so many things that uh, were not possible before. So, uh, you know, data center footprint and so on. So at the end, the TCO probably is uh, uh, is way better than for any uh, single device that you can put into, into a server. But uh, uh, back to the NVMe over Fabric. So it, it is supported on uh, FC, InfiniBand, and Ethernet. Well, as you said, Ethernet is probably what is... Uh, Getting the most attention at the moment uh, with InfiniBand on the HPC environments, um, do you think is uh, so? FC will uh, will ever take some uh, market share, or in the end, uh, you know, uh, people are, are getting used to Ethernet, and even uh, traditional enterprises are moving on uh, on that media for uh, for NVMe over over fabric.
0: I think there's been a lot of discussions years and years that Fiber Channel is going to die off. It's been a pretty resilient stack. I'd say that, um, you know, in the traditional sense of enterprise applications, I think it has a lot of longevity. Um, I do think that there's a lot of people, and myself included, that believes this kind of convergence of the networking infrastructure adds in a lot of simplicity uh, uh, and, and a lot of efficiencies. So going to a, a converged infrastructure adapter, just as an example, reduces the need to do fiber channel and uh, Ethernet all in the same um, stack um, and gives you some inherent benefits of, let's say, RDMA offload as well. But fiber channel, though, is a very low friction way to get NVMe over fabrics as well. And so since it exists today and it's supported to be able to use it for both NVMe over fabrics and just traditional SCSI uh, fiber channel, Um, I think you're going to see that get some good traction in the enterprise because they will be able to deploy it without needing any sort of cards or changes to their infrastructure. But I think longer term, people are going to realize that there's a much more efficient model of being able to deploy. And I mentioned a lot of these uh, in the previous section, which was, you know, higher densities. But you hit on a point where if you stay in the exact same configuration, you have huge amounts of power cooling rack space reduction, uh, not to mention the reduction in costs and the simplicity of being able to deploy these things easily. Um, But I'd say that, you know, customers are looking for low friction ways to deploy this now, and they'll look for longer term higher efficiencies like the hyperscale architecture we've been deploying as our top rack flash solution.
1: Yeah. And uh, um, do you think that uh, NVMe over fragment will have uh, an impact also on scale-out design? What's your take on it?
0: So I'd say yes. The the cool part about NVMe over Fabrics is you really can um, scale out the access points and concurrency within the system that you weren't able to do on a traditional SCSI device in the past. And NVMe over Fabrics just allows you to scale that even further over the networking infrastructure. from a scale out design perspective, I think that people will start to look at new ways of deploying architecture. Uh, we call this this hyperscale architecture, top of rack flash solution. Um, you know, we've been looking at you know compute within a rack uh, and its resiliency across racks. A top of rack flash solution becomes incredibly valuable and efficient uh, when you have an efficient protocol to access it, um, and then you know, you scale this almost like you stamp them out. And so infrastructure then becomes more, you know, kind of built as code and automated and orchestrated around this new type of architecture. Uh, And so I think NVMe and NVMe over fabrics become new ways that open up worlds that didn't exist before for customers to deploy much more efficient and cost effective architectures.
1: Yeah. And, uh um and also um, back to the progress. So we, we always mentioned NVMe uh, over Fabric, but actually the the industry is already working on a on a new protocol, still based on NVMe, which is NVMe TCP. Uh, it's easier to implement because it doesn't need RDMA, uh, um, doesn't need uh, a specific. Uh, um, Sorry, it doesn't need specifically Ethernet cards and so on. And uh, maybe somehow we can compare it to the, you know, in back uh, uh, in the old days to the uh, the introduction to the introduction of ICSI. Um What's your take on uh, NVMe
0: TCP? So uh, first off, TCP is such a robust protocol that it it, it will be here for a long period of time. And so I know that NVMe over TCP will actually have a decent uptick. Um, Now, the downside to it is it's still a... Relatively heavy stack, and so the benefits that you see, let's say in Rocky or NVMe over Fiber Channel, uh, th- there won't be as um, uh, there won't be as big of an impact, and and you won't see huge huge benefits associated to it. But it will enable new concurrency. It will enable new ways of uh, optimizing software to access these storage pro- uh, storage media itself. So I think that you'll definitely see an uptick on it. You just won't see as big of an impact. Uh, Like you see in very, very low latency solutions um, that are really focusing their efforts more on RDMA over converged Ethernet, uh, as well as NVMe over fiber channel. But we will, you know, we're innovating in that space and we think that customers will take advantage of it.
1: Okay, I get it. And, um, Chad, it was a very, very nice conversation and I think our listeners will enjoy it. So, uh, just to wrap up a little, um, where we can find some more documentation, about NVMe. I don't know if Pure has something uh, educational on it on your website.
0: Yeah, well, first off, thank you so much for the time today. Uh, I really enjoyed the discussion. Um, we have a, a whole bunch of details around uh, our launch of the di- uh, Direct Flash Fabric, which was our NVMe over Fabric solution, uh, as well as Flash Array X, which is our 100% NVMe based solution. Uh, you can find those on our website uh, under Products, um, under Flash Array X. Uh, And we also do have a bunch of blogs uh, focused on how we would actually deploy these across next generation applications for more uh, scale out, such as MariaDB, MongoDB, uh, and Cassandra. Uh, And a lot of really cool solutions on how we're getting better efficiencies than direct attached storage, uh, but also scaling these new hyperscale architecture approaches uh, into the enterprise. And
1: are you on Twitter if somebody wants to contact you and have a, you know, continue this chat?
0: Yeah, that would be great. I'm uh, at Chad Kenny on Twitter.
1: Very great. Thank you again, and um, bye-bye. Thank you.
0: If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in Data Storage, please check out the other ones. Unstructured Data Management is the focus of a report Enrico wrote for GigaOM research. To find out more about how data storage is evolving in the cloud era, Download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.